Hey everyone, welcome to the Within Her Soul podcast. I'm Jordan. And I'm Sydney. And we are two Jesus-loving women who have a lot to say about living as Christians in this modern day world. We deep dive into tough to talk about topics that we know you're battling with. We expose all things relationships, soul care, sex, healing from your past, and more. We give practical advice in these areas, but also share comedic stories of our own lessons learned and normalize what being a Christian woman in today's society is really like. So buckle up, friend. It's going to get real, real quick. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to the Within Her Soul podcast. Before we dive in, I wanted to let you guys know that we will be covering over these next few weeks, all things singleness, dating, marriage, sex, like as we go into this Valentine's season, which some of us might be super excited about, but some of us might not be super excited about. We just wanted to cover all these topics that are kind of tough to talk about. It's a reality that some of us are going through. And so we're going into singleness. Is it a blessing or a burden? And we're super excited to dive into this today. So, yeah. So personally, um, I relate to this topic a lot, even though I'm not single now, but just because I did go through a a season of singleness for years. I mean, I think I was single for maybe four years plus before I met my husband. And that was in the, in the time that, you know, I was in my mid twenties. And so around that time, that's typically when a lot of your friends are getting married and getting engaged, married, having babies. And so it was, you know, it was a really tough time for me, honestly, because I was having to watch all my friends get married and have babies and stuff. And so I remember the pain in that and just, you know, feeling behind, feeling lonely, mm-hmm. all the different feelings, just like crying and like praying and crying out to God and just being like, God, like, when is it going to be my turn? You know, so I can so relate to it and I can so sympathize mm-hmm. with those of you who are single right now and who maybe feel the same way. But yeah. I also look back and I'm so thankful for my season of singleness for so many reasons. And we can get into that in a little bit, but yeah, yeah, there's, that's just how I relate. Yeah. And I, I feel like a little background on me. I dated my high school sweetheart for about nine years on and off. And then immediately rebounded because I didn't, I was terrified to be single. I was like, absolutely not. I am I like the fear of being lonely and like, or being alone. So I immediately rebounded, which ended up being one of the most toxic relationships I had ever been in. Very abusive, very verbally abusive. It was not, not a good relationship. And so that kind of paralyzed me into about six years of being single. And that was probably one of the most destructive seasons. And I feel so passionate about this topic because I realize now being such a follower of Christ and seeing how much he loves me, that that is not his intention for our season of singleness is to have it be destructive and painful and feeling like you're alone. And so I actually, you know, just got out of a relationship that I really felt like was going to be the one, you know, I was like, finally, I was single for six years. This is my time. I'm the last one of the bunch to get married. Like this will be my husband. And even in that breakup, I had that decision of, am I going to go back to the destructive ways or am I going to continue to follow Christ and lean on him through my singleness? And I'm so glad that I picked to lean on him because wow, he has done a work in me since that breakup. And it has been such a healing, a healing process. And it can be, you know, so anyways, we're not talking about breakups today, but definitely have seen a healthy season of singleness. And I've seen a destructive season of singleness. So I've definitely been on both sides of that. 
Yeah, Jordan, I still remember when you would come into town and visit and we would just, you know, we were both single and we would have those deep conversations about, you know, just like so desiring our future husbands. And I specifically like remember looking at you and just being like, I remember I was a lot more like lonely and sad at this point than you were. Like, I feel like you had gotten kind of content with being single. And I just remember telling you, like, I am just, I'm sad. Like I want to meet my future husband. And yeah. I remember you like specifically looking at me and being like, Sydney, we have got to be to a place where we are content with it just being us and the Lord, you know, before he brings that man into our life. And yeah. I remember you specifically saying that, you know, you can't imagine not being a mom one day, you know, being married mm-hmm. and being a mom and that that's just heartbreaking to you, but that you have had to surrender that to God. And yeah. I remember that just being inspiring to me, like your faith and your surrender. Um, and that really kind of helped me through my singleness. Well, and if you think about this, I think this whole fear about being single is because we have to let go of the desires that we want. And, but I don't, I mean, I fully believe that, you know, and I think we've talked about this, that God does provide the desires of our heart, but the yeah. desires will align with God's will for our life. So mm-hmm in that moment of me being like, it's terrifying for me not to think that I'd be a mom someday, but I still have to know that God is still good. His will is still for my life, no matter what that is, whether it is to be a mom or not. Like we have free will here on earth and we have desires and we have actually we have, he's given us a lot of control of how we live. And so I think in the season of singleness, it's really easy to want to take control of it and take it into our own hands. And Honestly, I think that is where destruction happens is, you know, and I'll just be really real. I mean, I went through a season of, I would date any man I'd go on every date. I would want to seek attention from men in all ways. And it was very, like, it was very degrading. I had no self-worth and I was, I was more okay with being with someone who disrespected me than being alone. And then that's when I had to have a really harsh conversation with myself of being like, if you don't stop this toxic behavior, you're going to end up marrying the wrong man. And you really will be stuck. You know, you're going to be stuck in an abusive relationship or stuck with a husband that is not going to be a good father or not going to lead more people to Christ. And so, you know, if you're in this season of singleness, I want you to know it's actually a blessing. And I know some people are going to like roll their eyes and be like, oh gosh, here we go. But what every time I ever heard a message about singleness, when I was single, I used to always thank God. I'm like, God, thank you for putting this in front of me while I'm single so that I can learn something from it and be able to use it. You know, I, I was, I always feared it being too late, you know, that I like messed something up or I didn't do something right. And so I just want you to know, if you're still in your season of singleness, it is a blessing. And that you have so much to look forward to so much to look forward to. So, yep, absolutely. Yeah. So today we actually have a few different soul scriptures that we wanted to share because we just think they're so relatable to seasons of singleness. First one is Matthew 6, 33. And it says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. And, you know, the reason that it makes me think so much about singleness is because in this time, you know, it's so easy to be tempted to just focus on your singleness and getting a husband, you know, meeting the right man, this and this, but like the word says we are to seek first his kingdom. So I would just encourage you, if you are single, take a step back and think, you know, am I truly seeking God and his will for my life first? Because Mm -hmm. let me tell you, there may be some things that the Lord wants to accomplish through you 
and in you and in your life before he brings that man into your life. And so you want those things to come to pass, right? If you want to eventually meet um, your future husband. So, you know, I think it's just really important to really press into the Lord's will for your life during that time. I feel like when we're in this season of singleness, our very first instinct to do is to think, okay, I need to go find me a man. So we jump on the dating apps where, you know, looking at all the men, you know, when we go out with friends, all these things, and it's, it becomes a really toxic place to be because now, instead of saying, Lord, how do you want to work through me? We're now taking instant control and saying, okay, I need to go find me a boyfriend. I need to go find me someone to fill a place in my heart of appreciation and of love that honestly, I think God, it's not even, I think I know that is actually where God needs to be in your heart. I think I talked about this the last episode or one of the other episodes, you know, I had finally gotten to a place where I was like, Lord, I have to be okay without a husband. I have to be okay. I have to know that I'm going to surrender my life to him and whatever that means. But I was just talking to Sid before this episode that that actually led me to appreciate, I'm going to appreciate my husband so much more knowing that I fully surrendered my life to God, to, to knowing that I put my full trust in him and he's brought me a man that is perfect for me. So yeah, I definitely feel like having that surrender and being able to know that this season of singleness is a blessing can, can actually lead you to way more happiness than fearing being alone. So the next scripture that we found really good, and this is probably one of my favorite ones that I found whenever I was really digging into the word um, and finding answers about my season of singleness is Genesis 2, 18. And it says, the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. And this is so awesome because honestly, y'all, you know, we always find our place in this season of saying like, you know, I need a man. I, I, I don't want to be alone. I don't want to, I, you know, I don't want to not have a husband. And honestly, y'all, like they need us. Like we are mm-hmm. the helpers. We are the ones that God made for man, you know? So I think it's just a reminder about how valuable you are. And when you're in your single season, and like I said, next week, we're going to go into all things dating and how to date well, and when to know you're ready, you know, to be dating. But I think in this season of singleness, if you are in one, remember how valuable you are and what you bring to the table and the purpose as a woman, um, and how you're so divinely made. Like we are divinely made for man to be those helpers and and we are so needed. And so that's something that really gave me comfort and knowing that when I am thinking about dating again, I know that I'm valuable and that I don't need anyone but God um, at the end of the day. So, yeah. Yeah. And it is so important to know that when you are with someone that you bring value to the relationship. So that's awesome. Yeah. So our final soul scripture for today is Ecclesiastes three, one, and it says there is a season for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens, you know, and honestly, this scripture really makes me think of my season of singleness, the activities that had to come into play before me and my husband could meet. And I wanted to share something with y'all today. For those of you who are single, you know, I had this book and it's actually called 31 prayers for my future husband. You can get it on Amazon. There's literally 31 prayers in it. And I remember the days of, you know, I would, I would literally pray one prayer a day from that book. And then in the book, she also has like space for you to write your own prayers. And so I would write my own prayers. And I just remember I would like put the date on every single page that I would pray those, you know, those prayers over my future husband. 
And I would even go back and I would like repeat, you know, repeat it over and over again. So I have like multiple dates on these different prayers that I prayed them. And then in those spaces where I could write my own prayers, it is so neat to look back and see like the prayers that I was praying and when I was praying them and that God was actually doing those exact things in my husband's life at that time. That's awesome. Um, It really, really is cool. And honestly, like at the time, it felt like it was taking forever. Like I felt like I was just in this season of singleness forever. Like when is it ever going to end? But I had really no choice, but to just keep the faith and keep trusting God. Actually, you know what? I'm going to read a little something from the beginning of this book that I wrote when I was single. Okay. I'm just going to, I'm just going to read a little bit of what I had written in the front of this book. It says November 23rd, 2018. Dear Lord, I thank you in advance for my future husband and the gift of marriage that we will share. I've been single for quite some time now, and I know the enemy would love nothing more than for me to quit hoping, praying, and believing for this precious marriage you will give us one day. I pray and believe that my husband and I will only be stronger together. We will be like iron sharpening iron, and we will be able to do more for the advancement of the kingdom together than we can apart. So of course, the enemy would love to keep that from happening. I refuse to lose heart. God, your word says that if we ask anything in your name, it shall be given to us. And since I abide in you and you in me, I can rest assured that this marital desire is from you. Therefore, I ask and thank you for anointing this marriage right now, for preparing both mine and his steps, directing us along those steps down the path that leads us to each other. If there are current open doors that need to be closed, please slam them shut. Open the doors that need to be opened. Protect us from ever believing that someone else may be the one for us to marry. Thank you for setting us apart for each other and for guarding our hearts and purity in the meantime. Thank you for shaping, pressing, refining, and changing us both in all the ways needed before we begin to date so that we are the most compatible versions of ourselves for each other when we do come together. I thank you for bringing all of this to pass very soon so that we have plenty of time together, just the two of us, before we decide to have children. Wow. Thank you for the memories and the intimacy that we will share that you're preparing for us right now. In the name of Jesus, I receive all of this and any other blessings you want to give us into both of our <laughs> lives now. Amen. That is incredible. But it's like, it's really cool to look back. You know, when I was talking about or praying about God closing the doors that need to be closed and opening the doors that need to be open, like right before me and my husband met, we, God just like closed multiple, he had two different jobs and God literally closed those doors and led him into two other jobs. And he, I say two jobs because like he has a job and then he also coaches fitness. And so God moved him into two separate places for both of those things. And they're just like, so things that needed to happen before we met. And then we literally met like right after that. And it was just, it was God's timing, but you know, I couldn't see that on my side of not having met him yet, you know, only God had known that. And so that's where that trust and that surrender just has to come in. Yep. And I think the closing of doors, let's talk about that really quick because closing of doors, actually, I think as followers, we see as hurtful, scary, painful, uncomfortable, but it's, we never really get to the point where we're like, hold on when a door closes, this could actually be the opening of, or maybe it's there, maybe there isn't an opening right now. I think God doesn't open doors right away. You know, I think he wants us to lean on him and trust in him. Um, but every time a door does close, that is confirmation that there will be another door that opens. And I think 
I have learned that so many times in my life. And I think every heartbreak I've ever had, I've been the most dramatic about it. And now I'm realizing that every time I go through a season of pain or heartache or heartbreak, this is probably the most mature I've been in in a season of heartbreak, but I'm realizing how God has really shaped me. And, and now this season of singleness, I'm excited because I know that there's going to be something else that's coming and, and with who I am right now and how my character has built through this season, I know that it's going to be even better, you know, and I wanted to say this one thing too, because I think it's really important to know, we kind of talked about not wasting your, um, your season of waiting. And this really does kind of tie into that very first episode we did. You should be spending this time in your singleness, doing the things that you love. Figure out your passions, figure out your dreams, figure out what you love, read a book, like go hang out with your friends. This is the last season you're going to have by yourself before you meet your husband. And I I think probably Sydney wants to chat about that too. Like having a husband is one of the greatest gifts that we're going to get, but also knowing that this season will come to an end. This will be a season that comes to Mm -hmm. an end once you have your husband. And I think we are so quick to close that chapter that we don't even get to appreciate that season. And if you're in that season, I'm here to tell you like, appreciate it. You have a gift sitting in your hands right now. The season of singleness is a gift. And if you're single, you, you have that gift. Yeah, for sure. It is such a gift. And like, you know, (laughs) marriage is also one of the biggest gifts on the whole planet. It's such a blessing. However, it also comes with its own set of challenges and trials and ways that you have to adjust and grow. And like I said, while it is a great, great, wonderful blessing, there's also huge blessings and advantages to being single. And I still remember I had a friend who, and I would chat with him and his wife sometimes because they both you know, kind of went through a season of singleness. And I remember him specifically looking at me and being like, enjoy this time of being able to do the little things like calling and ordering a pizza and not having to Mm -hmm. ask anybody else what they want on it and just ordering Mm. whatever the heck you want. And like, while that might sound a little silly or a little selfish, like it truly is. There are like little fun things just to enjoy in this time that it's not that it's a burden when you're married, but it's just only a blessing when you're single. Does that make any sense? Yes. No. What's insane is I just had this conversation with someone this morning and how, when we start to be with somebody else, it's natural for us to kind of surrender our thoughts, needs, wants, desires to make sure that, and I think this is God given. I mean, we're helpers. We want to support our husbands and the men that are going to be in our, the man that will be in our life forever. (laughs) not men, um, the man that will be in our life. And I think it's our natural instinct to now, instead of asking, what do I want to do today? What do we want to do today? What do you want to do today? And so, yeah. and that is okay. Is and different. that's how a marriage should be. But in the season of being single, that is the season where you get to say, what time do I want to wake up? What time do I want to go work out? What time do I want to have breakfast, lunch, and dinner? What do I want to watch on TV tonight? And like, it is truly the time that you get to be selfish in a good way. And like, honestly, date God right now, know him more, learn him more, learn what it means to love. Really, truly, this is the season that God is going to be shaping you into the wife that you'll be for your future husband. And so I know it might feel like a season of loneliness. It might feel like it's a season of feeling unwanted or unlovable. I mean, these are all the feelings that I've felt before, but with diving into the word and knowing how much God loves me, I've 
kind of found some empowerment in it. And it's made this season of singleness, even immediately after a breakup, though, that was hard. I found joy. And I was like, Lord, what is this? What is this joy (laughs) in singleness that I've never felt before? And now I'm doing a podcast. I'm working out. I'm focusing on myself and I'm really, truly starting to love myself more than I ever have before. And I know that's God given. Like I know that God has sent comfort and peace knowing that I've chosen him rather than dating apps and hooking up with men that don't care about me and all the things that I used to do whenever I was single. So absolutely. So let's go into our soul assignment. And this is um, one that I'm really excited about. So what we would love for you guys to do is just get really honest. If you're in your season of singleness, why do you not like the season of singleness? Write out all the things. I think it's super healthy to get really honest and write out your emotions behind singleness, the good and the bad. And then also write out your blessings, write out what you can do in this season that will be a blessing and how God can use you in this season. Yeah. So when you write out, you know, these emotions and just like get it all out on paper, then go ahead and identify how you can replace some of these emotions Mm. or not even necessarily replace, but just speak some positivity and some joy Mm. into these emotions with God's presence. So for example, if you're feeling lonely, you know, think about, well, how much alone time am I spending every night? And then go and get involved in a Bible study, go start, you know, go into the 20 somethings, the adults group Mm -hmm. at your, you know, at your church, go get involved in a bunco group with some girls, like go do anything fun, like just get out and be around good people. You know, if you're feeling like you're unloved or unwanted, dive into the word, learn what the word of God says about how loved you are. Pray that he shows you his love with the, you know, your daily encounters with him. Yeah. I was going to add into, if you're feeling lonely, this is probably the biggest feeling I think in singleness is like being lonely and unloved real. I think having a good group of friends and, and friendships are so important. And if you're lacking friendship, I hope you know that you're in the right place to find community. Like if you need community, we have a free Facebook group, DM us, at withinhersoul.co on Instagram. And we will plug you in somewhere, you know, to help you find people in your area, because it is so super important that you have good quality friendships. And in the season of singleness, I think the two most important, actually three most important things are your relationship with Christ, the relationship with yourself and the relationship with your friends around you, because there will be a season of marriage and your husband, and you're going to want to spend a lot of quality time with him. And, you know, I think this season is one that you get to spend quality time with yourself and your friends. And that's super important. Absolutely. So for your soul assignment, remember, go ahead and take out your journal, write down any thoughts or feelings that you're having, get it all out. And then also attach a blessing to it and pray over it. We did want to go ahead and get y'all excited though about next week. We're going to be talking about how to date and when to date. Like we said, this whole month of February is our relationship slash dating slash marriage. So I am super excited to kind of talk about um, some of those things next week. And we hope that you will join us. Um, But I'm going to go ahead and close this out in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I just lift up my sister who is listening to this right now. Um, I pray over her season of singleness, that you will give her strength, that you will give her peace, that you will give her um, just a fresh identity and knowing who she is in you, Lord, and that she will prioritize her relationship with you above all else, that she will seek first the kingdom of God, um, and then you will add all the blessings into her life in your timing. Just bless her and 
close the doors that need to be closed and her and her potential future husband, if that is something that you have down the road for her, um, his life and open the doors that need to be open and give them peace along the way. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening in this week. Just for hanging out with us, we want to give you a free gift. Go to withinhersoul.co slash freebie to grab your free quiet time template. This will be your guide during your alone time with Jesus. You'll journal your highs and lows, record your prayers, and you'll be able to express how you feel the Lord is speaking to you every time you spend time with Him. It's extremely helpful if you're needing some guidance on how to find a quiet time routine that works for you. And before you go, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't ever miss a new episode. You can also catch us at withinhersoul.co on Insta. We'd love for you to message us and let us know how we can pray for you. This is the Within Her Soul podcast. We can't wait to chat with you next week. See you then.